Welcome back to another episode of From the Stands podcast. This is episode 32, I believe. 32 weeks into this now. That's kind of crazy. We would like to officially welcome Jack now to the podcast. He's going to be on with us every week. Everybody give, give a little round of applause for Jack there. Appreciate y'all. So we had a very fun Pick'em week one. Uh, just to preface, we do record this on Mondays now, so there was a little bit of lack of planning and picking a Monday night game, so we won't have the fully updated standings in those because... We'll just include it as part of the week. As part of next week, because Jets-Bills play in about six hours, so I can't put those on here yet. Um, however, it will be on next week, and we'll try to shy away from the most part from Monday night games, unless they are just really damn good. But this week, we had... Pretty fun week in Pick'em. Like, it's been very competitive this week. Um, currently, me and Joe are tied atop the leaderboard. Until tonight. At two. When Until the tonight Bills, when I take number three. When the Buffalo Bills eliminate Aaron Rodgers. That's right. It's just not going to happen. Um, Lance and Jack are tied at the bottom of the barrel with one right now. We're only one point back, so I wouldn't call it the bottom of the barrel, but it does. <laughs> He's going to leave you hanging. It still doesn't feel good. No, one, one for... One and I mean, four so far is pretty it's, bad. It's a comfortable spot, but it doesn't feel great. Oh, I don't know about comfortable. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that. Well, considering I've been I would in, say you've been in last in every season, so I guess last is pretty comfortable. My for setup, you. my setup from last season is still here. Nothing, nobody touched it or anything. Yeah, ain't, ain't, ain't shit changed but the day. I'll start with mine. So the entire panel here got Chiefs Lions wrong, and I was pissed because I knew the Lions were going to win. I should have went with the Lions, but. I knew everybody else was going to go Chiefs. I didn't want that island. Um, game number two, the Colorado Buffaloes versus the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Let's go primetime. Quick round of applause for primetime in the Colorado I'd Buffs. Say, I'd like to make the case right now for Jeff Sims to be the worst Power 5 quarterback in the country. I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, so Jack wanted to be special. I wanted to be on an island on this one. He really did. And uh, <laughs> Joe doing acrobatics with that mic over there. Oh, dude, that's smart. That was a pretty damn good idea. I ain't even going to lie. Um, yeah, my island. Uh, that island didn't work out for you, my boy. No, Jeff I, Sims really let me down. I, I knew it wasn't gonna. I, I'm riding the buffaloes hard. You should go back and check some film. I had a lot of islands, and a lot of them did not work out. Yeah, no, go no, back and watch. No, we'll, we'll we'll tell you what episodes to go watch. What watch some film. Get get back in the get back in the lab, Jack. We'll we'll see you next week. Um, I got a point. Lance got a point, and Joe got a point for that one. Um, Texas, Alabama, hook 'em fucking horns. So pleased to see that. First off, I want to see Alabama lose any game they play. Um, two, it was kind of a no-brainer for me because, like I told you guys last week, I had no faith in Jalen Milrow, and um, that gut instinct really paid off for me. So I got the lone point on that one this week to put me at two. Um, and then, unfortunately, me and Lance were riding the Chargers train yesterday. Um, I should have known that Brandon Staley just can't coach a team to um, a, a late clo- win. A close win. A close win. I should have known. Um, and... He proved that again yesterday. So that was funny. You spent like half of the episode last week talking about how shit Brandon Staley was, and then I you know. picked him in the pickup. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, I was I was really riding with my guy Herbie um, in our fantasy football league for the podcast. We also have Herbert and Eckler, so I was hoping for big days out of both. They both played really well, um, but yeah, I, I feel like that that game really comes down to coaching. And Mike McDaniel is a much better coach than Brandon Staley. Uh, I'm going to start a petition. Brandon Staley, top three worst NFL coaches of the last decade. Joe and I got a Joe and I got a fat little point behind MVP to a tag of Aloha. You did yes, get a good sir. point there. So Joe got up to two with that one to tie me. 
Um, <laughs> Jack got his first point of the week. Let's go. And felt good. Lance, unfortunately, just you know, bottom of the barrel is normal. It's got to happen <laughs> at some point. It has to change at some point. What goes down must come up. You're gonna be the you're gonna be the caboose of the train. Just I think as long as we ride this thing out. Let's hope not. Um, I don't want to be the Steiny of from the stand. <laughs> um, you're like the skip. Yeah, you're like the Skip Bayless of the panel. Now, when we're playing our games, I have been known to be Skip, but yeah, here on this panel, you are the Skip Bayless. And then we're waiting on Jets and Bills. Me and Lance are really hoping. I need a Jets for a win Jets really win bad. tonight. That would put me in sole possession of first. Lance and Joe would be tied at second, and Jack in sole possession of last. Not not a good look to start. If the Bills win. Joe will be in sole possession of first. Yes, sir. I will be in sole possession of second. Or no, I will be tied with Jack in second. And Lance would be in a very familiar spot in last. <laughs> I need Aaron Rodgers to come through for me tonight. He needs it bad. I also um, playing Josh Allen in fantasy, so I'm, I'm very mixed of emotions about this game. I need a... Jack wants it to be a, a defensive show. Yeah, yeah he wants it to be like, like a 17-14 game. Win. That's exactly what I'm hoping. 2017-17-14. So the way we structured this last season, and I think I want to continue it this season, is that the current guy in first has to go first in the picks. Um, the reason we do that, Jack, and I'll just elaborate a little bit for you, know, you guys watching and for Jack so he understands, is because if Lance is in last and Lance picks first, when it comes up to me, what what's there to stop me from just picking everything Lance picks every week so that Lance can never gain any ground? Um, so I'll start with three games this week going first, and Joe will do two games since we are tied atop. And right another now. rule, it doesn't apply to this one, but if we do pick golf, you cannot pick Scotty Scheffler every <laughs> week. Well, the golf season is... is <laughs> we're, we're, a, we're a while away from that. We got... We got a couple months. We got a few months until okay. the golf kicks back up. Number one does get to pick him though, and then if you're still number one the following week, you can't pick him back to back weeks. But that following week, right back as long as you got that gap week, you can go back and ride the train. So I'll go first for three games. Joe will go first for two games, um, and then you guys can just kind of split it amongst yourself because I'm not really worried. Um, Joe, you, <laughs> Joe, you want to start with the first game this week? My first game, I'm taking Chiefs Jags. Okay. I think Kelsey will be back for week two. I do believe. I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes is not going to lose back-to-back games. And the Jags went it went down to the wire with Anthony Richardson and the Colts. So I'm taking, I'm taking the Chiefs. All right. I like the idea of Kelsey playing again. I also don't normally bet against Mahomes. It's like betting against Nick Saban. It's really hard to do, especially. Well, we learned that's doable. A tough week one loss. Where's the game at? Is it in Kansas City or Jacksonville? It's in Jacksonville. However, no, the Jags do not play their best football. But Calvin Ridley came out like I told y'all he was going to. Seven, eight catches, 100 plus yards in a reception TD. Zay Jones had one of the plays of the week um, on that on that long TD. Travis Etienne rushed well. Christian Kirk is still, you know, in that lineup, and the Jags have a pretty solid defense. I'm afraid if Kelsey does come back week two, it's going to be like a Nick Bosa-type snap snap count because um, he is on the older side. You know, our guy is 33, um, and I, while I still think he will ball, they're going to need him later in the season more than they need him early in the season. So I see them kind of easing him into this. And the game's in Jacksonville, so I'm going to go with Mr. Sunshine. 
um, and Mr. Betts a lot, we're going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, Mahomes being 0-2 is not something that at the beginning of the season I really foresaw. Like, I, I don't really – it's really hard to say that Mahomes is ever going to start a season 0-2 with, with him and Andy Reid together. Like, I can, I can barely see it happening. But I can. I'm going Jags. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. I do not like that because if one person is going to join my team, it's going to be fucking Lance. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I really, I really agree with what with what you and you and Zach have been talking about in terms of Kansas City. So I'm taking the Chiefs. <laughs> Let's go. No. Let's go, Joe. Let <laughs> me give you one for that one. No. Oh go. man. That's like almost a guaranteed L, bro. That's like Drake <laughs> betting on me. Is this the new Drake curse? It might the be. Lance curse. We're going to find out this weekend. Fade Lance at all costs. <laughs> Fade Lance at all costs. All right. The Jags were, I mean, they were trailing in the, I believe they were trailing in the fourth quarter to Anthony Richardson. They were. At least and the beginning of the fourth. The Chiefs didn't necessarily get beat by the Lions. Though. No, they lost that game themselves. They, they didn't get beat. They lost. I don't see drastic changes happening with, uh, the butterfingers of their wide receiver room. Yeah, but I week think one and two. I think if you get some, if you, if you get some of that luck back, like bad luck necessarily on some of these drops, and you just get one or two more to fall, that could be the entire swing of a game. So I think the Chiefs come out on top. The Jags are the better Jags than defense, the Lions. Yeah, I think the Jags opinion, defense though. is a lot better than the Lions. I think I think the Jags offense is honestly comparable to the Lions, even though they're super explosive. I think the Jags Jags can actually. You also got more in in my opinion more veterans on that Jags team. The Lions are fairly young at most positions. Evan Ingram season, baby. I'll start with this one. Let's go Vikings-Eagles. Thursday night football. I did not like how the Eagles looked this past Sunday. Both teams um, both teams didn't really look great in week one. No, but they were playing. Who did the Eagles play this week? The Patriots. Yeah, the Pats. Um, Mac Jones actually looked pretty good, so I'll give, I'll give credit where credit is due. <sighs> This is a tough one because just like the Chiefs, the Vikings win a lot of regular season games. They are not normally known for anything playoff re- related, but um, they do win a lot of regular season games. However, I just think they're missing something on that defense, and Alexander Madison is not it at the running back position, in my opinion. They're going to struggle getting the ball on the ground, which means Kirk is going to have to throw a lot. Eagles got a good secondary. Um, their defense is still really solid, in my opinion. And I think that offense is just a little bit more explosive. Where is the game at? It's in Philly. Yep, give me the Eagles. Give me the home team. Yeah, there we go. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. I have no faith in the Vikings. I really didn't like the Vikings in week one. And losing at home to the Bucks is kind of tough. Eagles didn't look great either. Bad conditions in New England. Um, But we did see with the production of Mac Jones, that defense might be a little bit worse than what it was last year. They lost a few pieces. They lost their coordinator. But it is their home opener, and I think Hertz is going to play a little bit better. I have no choice but to go with the Eagles. At least he's. At least we're both on the same page, Joe, so we'll just both take that L. Well, this is probably going to be a sweep. What season is it? What? It's, uh, it's Fade Lance season. Mm, fade Lance I'm taking season. My, I'm taking my team on this one. Uh, last year we lost twenty four to seven, um, and we 
our defensive scheme was maybe the worst defensive scheme. I remember screaming at my TV because our corners were playing 10 yards off every single play, and they would just dump route, slant route, dump route, slant route, five yards every time. We've got Brian Flores this year. We had a bad week this week, but this next week we're bouncing back. I'm gonna, I'm, I said I wasn't going to go on many islands, but I'm taking the island on my team on this one. I'll take the Vikings. That's a tough hill to die on, dude. If I'm going to go on an island, it'll be on my own team. I was... Going into that, like going it five minutes ago, I was like, I'm just going to pick the Eagles and keep it safe. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought about how we lost last year and how much Brian Flores is going to help our defense, uh, scheme-wise at least. I'm not saying personnel-wise, but scheme-wise, I like. All right, Joe gets to pick game three. I'm going ooh, I'm going Jets-Cowboys. I knew that one was coming. This is the Cowboys' home opener because they just decimated the Giants in New York. And yep. the Cowboys – are probably the one of, if not the toughest team in the NFC. Give me them boys. I don't have a lot of faith in Dak, but I have a lot of faith in the surrounding cast. It's a tough game to pick because the Jets have yet to play a game. Yeah, we yes. haven't seen the Jets. We don't look, know what the new-look Jets look like. I really hate picking the Cowboys. Um, if there's a huge Cowboy hater on this panel, it is me. I'm the Stephen A. Smith of this podcast. Um, I never like to rock with them boys. However, their defense looked phenomenal against the Giants. Now the Giants, fantasy the Giants played pretty shitty offense. The Giants played a shitty game all around. Uh, listen, we got to dice it up to what it is. Cowboys played good. Giants played horribly. Like that was one of the worst performances I've seen in a few years in a game. With that being said, you got to give credit where credit's due, and the Cowboys defense looked ferocious they were flying to the ball they were getting after the quarterback seven sacks seven sacks um Trayvon Diggs looks good Michael Parsons looks good um that front seven is good it's gonna be tough to beat the Cowboys this year and Dak got out of that game with no picks so which means he'll probably throw one this week he will um but I really uh, in their home opener with all the hype around this team this year and the supporting cast that he has. Um, I really like A-Rod. I think they're going to be really good this year, but I am going to have to rock with Dim Boys since I have not seen the Jets play yet. Well, we said we haven't seen the Jets play yet, so it's kind of hard to pick this game, but I find it really hard to believe that they will decimate the Bills to the level that the Cowboys decimated the Giants last night. Um, I think that the, uh, the Cowboys are, like Joe said, one of, if not the most complete teams in the NFL um, I do think Dak is due for a pick or a turnover or something like that, but I'll still take uh, I'll still take the Cowboys at home over the uh, Rogers led Jets. I think this is going to be my first island of the year. Let's go! Here we go. I picked the Jets to win tonight. Yes, you yeah. did. Riding on that Jets hill. You know, Aaron Rodgers is like one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league, and I picked against him. Don't try to talk about this. I'm just, just prefacing. The Jets' offensive line had some questions in the preseason, but I think they've got that figured out. And if it's not per se, they got a week to they got a week to fix some things. Um, and it is Aaron Rodgers. Even if if he loses tonight and I lose the point, there's no way Aaron Rodgers starts zero and two. Give me the Jets. Did he not start zero and two last year? Okay. <laughs> Much better team. with that horrible Packers team. They, okay, they took fair. half the Packers team and brought them to the Jets. I really like that Island Lance. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. I, while I would love to see Rodgers beat the Cowboys, 
I do like that island. It would be it would be such a typical Cowboys move to destroy the Giants like they did, and then get, and, and then, then get bent over the following week. Not even just like get bent over, but like just lose their home opener after they played so well. I think they to lost, a team like the Jets. I think they lost their home opener last year to the Buccaneers, like nineteen to three. That I was re- I really 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 wanted to pick the Jets. I just I don't want to die on that same hill twice in two weeks. So, all right, give me Lions Seahawks. I'd rather Joe have to pick first. In an AFC North game, let's think Lions Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks got beat by the Rams, and it was pretty decisive as well. To Thirteen, I think. Who nobody thought were going to be any good this year. With that being said, I think Seahawks might have came into that game a little unprepared, thinking, "Oh, you know, this would be a nice tune-up game, get our season started." Matt Stafford still has some ball left in him. Matt Stafford still got an arm. Um, Lions played well. I mean, they beat the Chiefs. They beat the defending Super Bowl champions in Arrowhead on the first night of the NFL. But they still have some questions to me. Um, Their secondary was okay. There was a lot more missed opportunities by the Chiefs than there was good plays by the Lions secondary. Mm -hmm. They had a tough time getting to Pat. Pat moves really well. Not not everybody can create outside the pocket like Pat can. Other than Hutchinson, I say that D line um, had some problems, but but the line had some issues getting pressure. However, the Chiefs do have a solid O line. Um, Seahawks just didn't look good though. Home opener for the Lions with a chance to go up two zero to start the season. I'm a rock with Detroit and the Lions. Not a big Geno Smith believer. He had a really good year last year, but. I have more faith in Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions at home. So give me the Lions. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm not a Geno believer. I'm also going to also gonna take the Lions over the Seahawks here. I guess we're all taking an L this week. I'm taking Detroit. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Joe gets to start us off with Bengals-Ravens. Bengals-Ravens in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. In Cincy. All right. Well, Joe Burrow looks like complete ass last week. Real bad, unfortunately. And that's not going to happen again. He's going to go in to Cincinnati and destroy the Dirty Birds, who were playing a really close game to hey, the hey, 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 in hey. the first half. Hold on. What? The dirty Birds are not the Ravens. The Blackbirds, whatever. Birds. That's fine. They ain't the Dirty Birds. Lamar, not that good. OBJ, sucks ass. J.K. Dobbins, gone. Mark Andrews <laughs> is a good player. But questionable though. Exactly. They're all going to get injured. It's just a matter of how many weeks until they do. Give me the give me the ball give me the give me the Bengals at home. <laughs> <laughs> Joey B is going to throw 300 yards and three tutties. Jack, do you know the three signs of stroke? That's what so you might need to check him That's real quick. <laughs> all right. Um I'm in agreement with Joe. Uh, the Bolts the ball uh, Oh. Oh. <laughs> check, his, check his balls, too. I didn't know stroke was a perfect example of karma. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what that's called. Um, yeah, Baltimore opened up against the Texans, and they it wasn't a decisive win. 25-9? Like, it was 23-9. 22-9. I think it was 23-9. They pulled away at 25 the 25-9, the you're right. Okay. Um, I didn't know they had a field goal. The, score, the game, in my opinion, was closer than the score indicated. They still let Stroud throw for... 250 yards? I believe Lamar only threw for like 180 and an interception. No passing TDs. MVP. Odell had no catches or one catch? He had a catch one. or two. One catch. I believe. Zay Flowers was the best offensive player on that team. 
Um, and now they're without their starting running back again. No, they, Lamar's they, still playing. <laughs> <laughs> their defense is still solid, but it's not the Baltimore Ravens defense I think we're accustomed to seeing. And Joe Burrow is not going to throw for 83 yards again. If he does, he's getting dropped on my fantasy team. <laughs> he's got too many weapons. They've fixed that O-line since he's gotten there. The O-line is too good for him to play. So shitty. Joe Mixon's a good back. Um, they got more weapons. Their defense is serviceable. Um, and he, I just don't see Burrow going 0-2 to start the season against two division rivals. So give me the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah. Who do I look like taking the Ravens? You got to. Jack. He's better go on the island. Uh, take that island. I was really hoping somebody else would pick the pick the Ravens so that I could feel confident. Well, I mean, my, my, my pick doesn't really count. So it was just you a matter one of them. them. I was hoping one of them would pick. Take the, the Browns or take the Ravens. Take the Ravens. You know, usually when somebody on the basketball court tells you to shoot, you probably shouldn't shoot if they're on the other team. You're going to take that three anyways, though. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be the Michael, never seen a shot he don't like, Porter Jr. of Pickham this season. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens on this one. I I didn't like what I saw out of the Bengals, obviously. It was kind of a fluky week. Um, it was raining, but... Bengals did that last year, too. Yeah, they we started... We beat them week one. Yeah, yeah they, they sucked ass week one last year. Hopefully those those slow starts last a little bit longer than, than just one week, and uh, the Ravens can... Uh, Handle business with the Bengals. We'll see, though. Love that island for you, Jack. Love that island for you. All right, well, that concludes Pick'em for this week. And uh, we'll, like I said, we'll just have to add Jets-Bills into the point standings next week. Um, jumping over, we're going to touch on college football briefly because there wasn't a lot to talk about. Um, I'll start with something that I noticed this weekend, and Jack's going to be really enthused for me to bring it up. Michael Penix Jr. is a dog. He's a dog. Another almost 400 yards passing, four more TDs. Did throw an interception, but it's college football. Um, everybody is. I think that, I think it wasn't a bad pick either. I think it was kind of fluky. Um, he looks amazing. Um, Sam Hartman continues to shine. Yes, sir. For, for Notre Dame. I still don't know how much faith I have in Notre Dame, um, but Sam Hartman looks good. Um, Caleb Williams is still Caleb Williams. He still has not come back down to earth yet. He may never will. Speaking of people, North Carolina and Drake May struggled against struggled against App State, and that game came all the way down to the wire. Drake May didn't play that great. Their running back had like 234 yards and two touchdowns. I told you I wasn't the biggest fan of Drake May, and I think this is going to start to be the beginning of the end in terms of his Heisman conversation. Um, I still Heisman ladder. I still think, I still think Duke could pull out a win this year against North Carolina. Um, North Carolina hasn't played Clemson yet, who looked, you know, obviously better against Charleston, Charleston Southern this weekend, um, even after a slow start. And then, obviously, the team to beat right now in the ACC is the Florida Bulls. State Seminoles. So, I think it's going to be the end of his Heisman talks. Um, Speaking of the Heisman ladder, Shador Sanders is... Climbing up I think, it I think rapidly. He leads the, I think he leads college football in passing yards right now. Through climbing teams. up it rapidly. And... I honestly, I know a lot of people didn't agree with the way Dion came into Colorado. Um, you know, a lot of people were like, you shouldn't treat players like that that have been there already. Uh, cry me a river. Cry me a river. It seems to have worked. Winning games is what he's there to do. Coddle 19, 20, 21-year-old grown men uh, so they feel good about their position on the football field is not what he's there to do. He's there to win games. 
And so far, he's doing that. So I'm happy to see Coach Prime have some success. Um, Doubled Colorado's win win total from, from last year, year in their first two games. Yep. Um, college game day is returning to Col- to Boulder, Colorado, for the first time since '96. I'm not a huge fan of that yet. I don't like the the game they picked. Um, they should have done. But they pick bad games all the time for one really good team, and then they're playing a shitty team. So I'm gonna, it's going to be exciting for me to see them there. I like to see Colorado Stadium packed out this weekend. It's a beautiful stadium. Um, I like to see you know a team that hasn't gotten a lot of recognition in the last 20 years if they um, pick up some recognition. If you think about it, if Colorado wins again this weekend and they somehow manage to beat Oregon, that week five matchup, between Colorado and USC could be, a be top, crazy. Could be a top ten matchup. It's gonna be crazy. Um, yeah, I love it, and I love that all the Dion haters are having to eat their words right now because I could almost guarantee that most of these people that were complaining about you don't say that to your players, you don't tell people to get out and all that stuff were majority people who have never played sports before, never been competitive, never had a coach get in their ear and yell and yell and yell until they finally figured out what the hell they were doing and got a play right. Um, and sometimes that's what it takes to win. So tough love is real. It, it definitely is, and our, ain't nothing made me happier than seeing Coach Prime succeed at the moment. Um, we won't look ahead too far yet, but I think I think that's going to be a dangerous game for Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks. It is at home for Oregon, though. It'll be it'll be Prime's first test. It's going to be a um, it's going to be a good game, though. I'm excited for that game. Um, in the SEC, Georgia took care of business. Um, I'm still not loving what I'm seeing on the offensive side of the ball, but the defense is there. It ain't gone nowhere. Um, it's still top two, and it ain't two. Um, LSU took care of business. I mean, we played yellow Georgia. I did like to see Brian Kelly keep his foot on the gas and, um, and blow out a team like you should. It was a bit of a slow start, and the defense looked a little lackluster, lackluster. to start. At the end of the first quarter, it was 14-10, to 10, but... Yeah, I mean, other than the Joe Burrow game, I couldn't tell you the last time we scored 60 or more points in a game because LSU is never known for that. We would beat an FCS team like 42-3 to most years. Georgia does the same thing. Yeah, most of the time. But it was good to see, you know, Jaden Daniels. They, the, My favorite part of the game is they let Jaden Daniels go down the field. They let him take shots, and they it wasn't a very um, restricted play-calling sheet. They kind of let everything out. They opened the playbook. They really opened the playbook, and, I mean, he didn't really play much of the second half, but he threw for almost 300 yards and five TDs in the first half. It was a solid game from Jane Daniels. Um, there are actually a couple of interesting SEC matchups. It will be a it will be another test this week that we got to go at Mississippi State. And With I mean, that air raid offense and, they're not, and Will Rogers. They're not great, but Starkville is never an easy place to play. And they can put up points. They can put up points. Um, the best game of the week, obviously, in college football. You all know it. I picked it right because, like Quinn Ewers, I got that dog in me. Texas, Alabama. and um, As an LSU fan, I really enjoyed what I saw that night. I There was a couple things for me. One, Quinn Ewers is a Heisman candidate. Quinn Ewers is a Heisman candidate. Uh, Quinn Ewers is poised in the pocket. Quinn Ewers makes good decisions with the football. Quinn Ewers was made for those bright lights. And they won by 10. They could have won by 17 because, remember, early in that game, 
think it was the first drive. They drove down the field, and then the running back had a little out route, and he threw it. Running back dropped it. They had to kick a field goal to start the game. Yep. Could have been up 7 nothing real quick. Um, that Texas team looked complete. Good defense. Secondary looked good against those Alabama receivers. Uh, Quinn Ewers played great. Their running back tandem was very solid in uh, Jonathan Brooks and the new kid. Um, he's a freshman. I don't remember his name. Um, Xavier, no. Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy. That, that kid's a dog. That kid can play He had a great football. touchdown catch. Um, and, again, Quinn Ewers Mitchell. looked great. On the other side of the football, Alabama. It looks like this year Alabama's key to winning games is going to be quarterback play. Is their key to winning games is how can we get Jalen Milrow to run the football? Is how yeah, because he just uh, he missed a few deep balls that had a chance to go for touchdowns. He was making he was making bad decisions in the pocket. He was he didn't look he had no pocket presence. I think he threw. He wasn't able to step outside of the pocket with pressure. He was taking a sack. I think he threw two picks. I believe his first pick was bad. one of the worst throws I've ever seen from an Alabama quarterback. It was bad. Um, their defense played well. Yeah, it still looks. It wasn't it's the still, Alabama defense I think we're accustomed to seeing. It still looked a little weaker than previous years, but they still got guys, they still got guys like Kool Aid. They still have Dallas Turner. Kool Aid played a really good game. Uh, number three, what's his name for he, who for Alabama offense or defense? Defense. He I, when I was watching that game, he was making play after play. Let me go oh, find his name um, real quick. Terry and Arnold. Yes, Terry and Arnold made play after play when I was watching. He also had a few bad penalties in that game. Like he had that a couple, cost him some yards. He had a couple bad PIs. A couple hold, uh, holding he, or two. Uh, is he a f- sophomore? He's a redshirt sophomore, I believe. I think he's a young guy, but he when he's not making mental errors um, penalty-wise, he... Uh, he was making some really, really solid plays on the football. Like, he had a bunch of good open f- – I remember there was, like, an eight-minute stretch where he had, like, four open field tackles and two pass deflections. Like, he had he had a really – Yeah, good, he played well. Maybe second or third quarter. There's a few bad penalties that cost them. Yeah. Um, but, but, yes, Texas looks like a playoff contender to me. Alabama's – I would – one thing I would take from Alabama's offensive production is their run game. Jace McClellan Jace, – uh, Jace McClellan looked pretty good. And he can catch out of the backfield. Their run blocking was good, but their pass blocking was not was not great. And uh, that comes back to s- some of the pocket presence of Jalen Milrow as well. He was either a little, a little panicky. He was either, um, he was either leaving the pocket too early or he wasn't getting out of the pocket and throwing the ball away. But we'll jump over to the NFL because I think that's about all you can cover for college, well, really. The SEC, I was just gonna just like brief little headlines. Tyler Van Dyke killed AM. AM is bad again. Yeah, but AM's bad. Miami looks real like their quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke, looked good. AM, um, I mean, Miami looked like a top twenty five team. I don't think they're inside the top twelve. Yeah, no, I think I don't know if AM was ranked going into that they game. Were. They, were. they shouldn't have been. Um, um and Jimbo continues to Jimbo tank <laughs> his stock. Jimbo is the only outlier I can think of that truly shows that. You still have to coach a football team. You can't just buy a football team. Yeah. It really has been proven over um, the years. And then just quickly on the SEC, uh, Mississippi State struggled with Arizona. Really interesting. They, Auburn struggled with Cal. Really interesting. And then Ole Miss played Tulane at Tulane. And Tulane was missing their NFL caliber starting quarterback and was 
very much in the thick of that game until about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter when they pulled away. But they were keeping it really, really close with Tulane minus uh, Pratt. So I thought that was a really interesting. I watched that whole game. It was really interesting. To watch. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of competitive teams in the SEC this year. I think again, the SEC West is going to come down to that LSU Alabama game this year because yeah, I don't see Alabama dropping any other. Thing. I don't. I don't see them dropping any games within the conference. I don't. I think Ole Miss is good, but I don't think they have the offensive weapons or elite defense to beat LSU or Alabama. And I see Alabama making a QB change here in the next couple of weeks. I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I I'm. think this is going to happen in the slightest. but And I know they lost a lot on offense, but I think we're riding off a team that beat Alabama last year and saying there's no way they lose another game in Tennessee. Mm. I think if, lot, I just, I, I don't I don't think Tennessee has the same talent they had last year. Other than LSU, I think if Alabama drops a game, it is to Tennessee. I think Ole Miss has a chance too. All right, well, let's get off the uh, the SEC because it's just like I said, I don't see it being very competitive this year. Um, and we'll go over to the NFL. I want to start really quickly. My Atlanta Falcons got a Week One dub, first time since 2016, and damn, did it feel good to sit on this couch and have something to root for? Um, the NFC South looks wide open. The Saints struggled with big the Titans, time. big time. Uh, Baker came out and played really good football against the Vikings, and then the Falcons. Bijan is that dude. Bijan is that dude. Can run downhill. He can catch out of the backfield. He can make players miss, and he can break tackles. Um, Tyler Algier is also a dog. Two touchdowns this weekend. One rushing. One receiving. Um, we're going to have one of the best running back tandems in all of football this year. Um, I liked, I didn't love it, and I didn't not like what I saw out of Desmond Ritter. Um, you can only do so much with your play calling. Obviously, our goal in that game was not to push the ball downfield. It was to be methodical, eat time off the clock, Chunk plays. drive down with the run game, um, and we did that. He was 15 of 18 for like 98 yards. And one touchdown. Is it a fantastic performance? No. But he was smart with the football. He knew when to get out of the pocket. Um, no interceptions. No fumbles, which I really like to see. And on the other side of the ball, a little early, and it probably won't happen because that kind of production is just hard to keep up over the course of the season. Here comes his hot take. But Jesse Bates oh. looked like a, looked like a DPOY. Jesse Bates. It really hurt. Watching Jesse Bates play well for the Falcons after he left Cincinnati, but he will be the star of that defense. Two interceptions, both uh, he just picked the route. He watched Bryce Young's eyes and picked the route, and then a forced fumble late in that game that really could have turned, could have changed the course of that game had that fumble not gone down. Because I believe that fumble happened inside of the Falcons thirty, um, and the Panthers were driving; they were looking good. I like the pressure we got. Um, with Calais and Grady Jarrett. Um, secondary looked great. A.J. Terrell played great ball. Um, Jesse Bates played great ball. Our, I think he's a second-year guy now. Richie Grant um, played really good at that position, and he had a few pops in that game yesterday. Um, so it was really, really exciting to see out of the Falcons. Uh, I'm excited for the rest of the season. We've got a tough week to match up in the – in the Packers, who have a good defense and, you know, have a quarterback that was able to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. So, 
really hard not to at least be somewhat I effective. Think, I think the key for that game is going to be really opening up the playbook. We got to open the playbook. We got to take some shots downfield. Uh, Kyle Pitts only had two or three catches. Drake London walked out of that game with none. He had one target. Um, just wasn't throwing the ball like I thought we were going to. I did like Matt Collins' connection with Desmond Ritter. The timing was there. Um, and I, I'm excited for the season. They normally let me down, so I'm not going to you know not expect something crazy, but I'm excited for the season. We've got a good defense. We've got a good running game. got a good line. we got the offensive weapons. We didn't have Cordero Patterson this last weekend, who's going to be really fun to watch in some – Jet sweeps and some wildcats and you know playing the slot. You're the only um, you're the only fan who's who had a week one win on yeah. the panel. Everybody else's squad took a week one L. It's pretty nice to hear. Uh, my team will probably time. finish with the worst record yeah, of the four sitting last. here, but I don't know. Steelers might have something to say about that, but uh, <laughs> it was it was nice to see. It was a, it was a good complete team win. Um, we played good football from start to finish. No turnovers, three takeaways, and um, I think I think we're we can have an exciting season. Just gonna have to open the playbook up some more. Um, who wants to talk about their team next? Well, I didn't really watch much of my team. I had no opportunity, but we paid Joe Burrow averaged like one point two yards per attempt or some. No, no, no. I'm trying to do some math. He averaged like one passing yard for every $3 million we just paid that man. It's pretty bad. That's tough. I mean, it is his first game after he missed like six or seven weeks with that calf injury. It is Joey B. He's going to come back around. And I think... I wouldn't I wouldn't be too concerned about I the I think Bengals. the Ravens are going to be down. We won't lose to the Browns again. We'll be able to be competitive with the Steelers. And then I think the rest of the schedule is fair. In terms of us, like, in terms of the Bengals. One thing I love about the Falcons' schedule this year is we got a good schedule. I'm still not, like, I think I still think we can make a Super Bowl run, especially. Um, you started with, off slow last year, which is something to take solace in for week one of this year. And, and it was kind of typical. It was nice to see. I know they didn't have Kelsey, but the rest of the Chiefs' offense looked human. So, if you can contain Kelsey, you got a pretty good shot. And the Bengals always play good against the Chiefs. There's not, I think. I don't know that the Chiefs should be who you're worrying about this year in the AFC, though. I'm not worried about the Bills. Worry about the Dolphins. Talking about the Dolphins. I haven't seen the Jets play yet, but I still think the Jets are going to be really good. I think once we get into a rhythm, the only two teams who could beat us are the Chiefs or the Bills. What about the Jaguars? Um, They didn't show enough to me week one. No, I mean, they're still going to be there. They're still probably going to win that division because it's a cakewalk of a division. But we got Orlando Brown, so now we have him, Kappa, Lyle Collins, Jonah Williams. Every offensive position is solid. We got Dax Hill, Cam Taylor-Britt. It's an okay secondary. It's not a great secondary, but you've got... The loss of Jesse Bates was huge. You've got Hendrickson. You've got Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, two really good linebackers. Sam Hubbard, the defense is still going to be good. Um, yeah, I don't think there's... I think it's going to come down to Zach Taylor this year. I think if Zach Taylor can coach some tough wins and, like, if we got to go on the road to Arrowhead in the playoffs or at Buffalo, if he can coach... I wouldn't be too worried about... I wouldn't be too concerned with the Bengals this season, though. 
No, I think we can. I think if this, if any year has been our year for a Super Bowl, this is it. I think Joe Mixon's going to be an X factor for y'all too. I think everybody's everybody's predicting pass. You got the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. You got all the receiving weapons in the world. I think if Joe Mixon can come out and have a couple 120, 130 yard games with a couple touchdowns, I think that's definitely going to be the key to some wins because I think a lot of teams are going to be playing back, ready for those deep balls, Jamar Chase and T Higgins. I think. I think a lot of people were prepared for it last season, though, and they couldn't do much about it. So I wouldn't be too concerned. Uh, how do you feel about your Vikings over there, Jack? We've had better days. Um, losing to Baker is not something I wanted to be saying here on Monday. Did you think, did you think it was more a Kirk Cousins problem, or do you think it was a more defensive issue? Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of the game. Um, but from what I did see, Kirk threw a goal line interception, which is just awesome. That can't happen. Yeah, that, that you just can't give up red zone possessions like that. Um, and we let up twenty to Baker, and Baker was really efficient. Let me pull up his box score really quick because I'm pretty sure he was he was very efficient in the way he went about um, tearing our defense to shreds. Um, Let's see. Yeah, he was well, – it wasn't that efficient. 21 for 34 for 175 and two touchdowns. Um, I honestly believe that it was just kind of a boring game from both sides. Like, both both teams weren't really taking the deep shots, but they weren't really kind of flailing out. It was kind of just long drives of 40 yards and then a punt or 70 yards and a field goal or 70 yards that took six minutes, seven minutes and a touchdown. Like it was kind of just a boring, like a very methodical yeah. game. Um, and I mean, I mean, it's 10, 10 at halftime and we just, they got us by three. I think they kicked a field goal with five minutes, and 10 seconds left a 57 yarder. After seeing the North this past weekend, you still feel like you have a solid chance at winning the North. I do. Um, the Bears surprised me in how bad they were, and the Lions, and the uh, Packers surprised me in how good they were. The Lions are about exactly where I expected them, 10, 11 wins, somewhere in there. Um, we'll see how the Packers finish. If the Packers are as good as they looked against the Bears, then I have a hard time believing we're going to win that division solo. Um, we might make a wild card spot, but this this week definitely hasn't, hasn't given me a lot of confidence in the Vikings, but we... We digress. We digress. We'll see. We need the we need the defensive players. We need some some of those past role players, those younger players, to step up and take on bigger roles um, with the defense if they're going to replace guys like Eric Kendricks and Zadarius Smith. I like the th- I, was I like the very tough love. happy with that game because about three hours prior to kickoff, business is booming. AB put out a uh, gambling ad. I'm putting 250 bands. On Minnesota to beat Tampa Bay. <laughs> Fuck the Bucks. At Tom Brady, why don't you join me, fool? Is that really what he said? Along the lines, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I love seeing A.B. get fucked. Um, Joe, how do you feel about the Steelers? I do not want to talk about it. <laughs> Worst performance I've seen since we got clapped by the Buffalo Bills, I think, last year. Yeah. What do you think was the main, the main issue for that team this, just this weekend? It also, and what do you think is might be the main issue for you guys moving forward this season? Our offensive coordinator is the worst offensive coordinator I've ever watched in my entire life. Kenny Pickett was terrible throwing to his receivers. He had wide open Deontay Johnson on a slant route into the end zone, threw the ball behind him. 
He almost fucked up a fourth and three because he threw the ball at our running back's feet. And, yeah, just the entire game was throwing shitty balls. And It was against arguably the best team in the NFL, though, so at least you can give yourself It doesn't that. affect your ball placement. And the sure. offensive line was holding up good for you. He was only sacked twice. Yeah, I saw that in the box score, and so I definitely thought, just from seeing the box score and knowing that, you know, Nick Bosa was on a snap count, I definitely thought he would have had a better game than he did. I mean, the O-line pass blocking was good because you got Hargraves, Nick Bosa, really good pass rush. Najee Harris. No, DeForest Buckner's played for the Colts for like five Oh, yeah, years. he is. Yep, he's on the Colts now. Yep. Javon Kinlaw. Najee Harris sucks cock. We should have drafted a quarterback with his pick instead of getting Kenny Pickett the year after because Facts. that was a waste of a draft pick for a running back. Didn't you draft him at like 32nd overall, though? 31st overall? Like 20. Yeah, Twenty, I think it was twenty-two or twenty-one. Uh, was that the same class as ETN? Somewhere it was around the there. year before Not Kenny, so three. ETN, so he, he got yeah, picked. He, he got picked right after ETN. I think. I think ETN was the first running back up. I don't, so I don't believe there like were many. Yeah. Anyways, wasted draft pick. Najee sucks. Our undrafted running backs better. Deontay hurt. Not surprising. They didn't throw the ball to George Pickens like they should have. Pat Fryermuth. It was just a total disaster. And Patrick Peterson was the worst offseason pickup ever. The dude sucks. He gave up Thanks two. For taking him off our he hands. gave up two fucking touchdowns to Brandon Ayuk, who ran all over us all game. Okay, you could you couldn't have gone a quarterback because that was a bad quarterback class. But Etn was the pick immediately after. I don't think we should have drafted a running back. I think we should have drafted an offensive lineman there. But um, how much faith do you still have in the in the team this season to win? I think we should North. go for Caleb. You're saying tank already. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to win anything with Matt Canada calling plays. I never disagree no with that. no point in having a winning season when you don't win jack shit. At least get the best quarterback in the class. You think he'd go back to USC if the Steelers had number one? No. If the Steelers no. got the first pick, he'd, he'd, take, he'd go to the Steelers. Those Cardinals, though. You think they You think they would fire Canada, too? Absolutely. They better, or else I'm just going to convert to a football and Dolphins fan. <laughs> a football and Dolphins fan. <laughs> Um, yeah, the AFC North actually looked pretty bad this weekend. Um, those, those, Brown, those Browns look pretty, pretty solid. The Browns looked okay. They didn't look, there was nothing special about that win. It was just a, it was just a complete it was just a nasty, meltdown. It was just a nasty game all around. Deshaun still didn't look very good though. No, I mean, 170 yards, I think. He threw a bad pick, I think. In one TD. And a rushing touchdown. I'm not, you know, rushing touchdowns are going to come and go with quarterbacks. I think um, I think we come back by about week six. I think that division will be about wrapped up. No, it will not. Oh. That division always comes down to the wire, bro. Mm. If it's not the Steelers, it's going to be the Ravens. Angles are starting knowing, too. That'd be tough for them. Yeah, right. Who do we play this weekend? Ravens. Oh, yeah, that's We right. picked that game. The Ravens are not beating the Bengals. No, nah, it's not happening this weekend. Um... I don't know that that division is de- definitely has more question marks entering week two than I thought it was going to have. Um, the AFC West looked not many questions there. Pretty clear. It's pretty much exactly how I thought it was going to go. Chiefs. Chiefs still, are zero one though. They're still the best. It doesn't matter. Hey, right now the Raiders are first in the AFC West. <laughs> the Raiders played freaking Sean Payton 
and uh, Cowboy or uh, Broncos country. Let's ride. Uh, you know, like the Chiefs. The Chiefs will probably finish first. Brandon yeah. Staley will coach them to like nine ten, or nine or ten. Like, wins. They'll be like ten and seven somehow because Herberts and Eckler are just that good. They'll be second. The whole team is so talented. If you really like look at their roster and their depth chart, it's and they're so good. So talented on on both sides of the ball. I, imagine if they had like McVeigh. Oh my God! They would have won two Super Bowls already. Shanahan. Um, Shanahan. Although I think Shanahan chokes in the Super Bowls. Yeah, he chokes in the big games. Um, I already knew Brandon Staley was going to be the reason that team is either really good or really bad. Um, and then, like I told y'all, the Raiders would be number three in that division, probably win seven, somewhere between seven and nine games, and the Broncos were going to be the worst. That Sean Payton was not going to make a difference that no amount of play calling can bring back Seahawks' Russell Wilson. Um, their receivers are okay. Jerry Judy is a shell of what he was at Alabama. Cortland Sutton is serviceable. Javante Williams is a you know middle-of-the-pack running back. And they don't have the defense that won them a championship with Peyton Manning you know, almost a decade ago. So they're going to be the worst team in that division. And I think... I think that division will shake out exactly that. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. If Brandon Staley could just somehow find a way to manage the studs he has on defense, they would be really good. Yeah. J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson. Derwin James. Khalil Mack. Joey Bosa. Khalil Khalil Mack. Mack. Yeah. But it seems like no matter who he goes out and gets, he cannot find a way to win. That defense will give up points. And it's the close games, dude. It's the close games. They had the ball last in this Dolphins game. Their offensive line looked horrible in that last play. Really bad. Yeah, the really bad. Dolphins, the Dolphins, the so Dolphins had three sacks like, yeah. in the game, and at least two of them were in the last 90 seconds. Yeah. Now, they do have Bradley Chubb on and that Jay, line now. And Jalen Phillips and Christian Wilkins. I, it's, a, it's a really good D-line. Um, but you got to at least be able to push the ball downfield and give yourself a chance. The Dolphins missed the extra point. All they needed was a field goal to win the game. And between play calling and the offensive line, you couldn't find a way to get your team, you know, 40, 50 yards down the field and kick a field goal. So it's definitely the Chargers season will, as it has the last every season since Herbert got there, will come down to coaching. And it's just, it's like gonna I be, told you, Brandon Staley is just not in. Do you think it's going to be another tease? Staley just likes teasing the Chargers fans. Oh, Oh, we're gonna we might be good. We're six and three, seven and three. Oh, wild card. Lose four in a row. Do you oh. think? You think if they let's say they go ten and seven, get that last wild card spot and get like blown out in the playoffs in the first round by like the Bengals, for instance, do you think that that's a spot where they fire Staley and go elsewhere? Do you think it's a spot where they fire Staley and bring up Kellen Moore, current offensive coordinator? I like Moore. Do you or do you think it's a situation in which they they hang on to Staley for another year because they keep making the playoffs? Uh, I don't know because it seems. I like... I think with no playoff win this year, they're moving on. How long has Staley been there? As long three as uh, Herbert's years. been there. Yeah, three or four years. With, Herbert was drafted in 2020. With the, with the timer these owners have been on recently, he'll probably be gone. And I think he should be. You've got one of the most talented rosters on paper in football. and You can't even get a wild card win. Not even a wild card win. And you yourself, you yourself cost your team a playoff trip in 2021. Seems like every year it is the same story for the Chargers. Preseason hype, 
oh, they might be a sleeper to win the division. This Great week. roster. They finally might go over the top and beat the Chiefs, and they finally might make a run in the playoffs. Oh, we're 11-6. and six. Oh, Brandon Staley can't manage a game. They, I was going to say, was Staley coaching the game that they beat the Ravens in? Because they beat the Ravens in the playoffs. Do you know if Staley was coaching that game? I have no idea. I don't know what year that was. 2019. Mm. I am not sure. I do think that it will be time to move on. Um, other than that... Anthony Lynn was that coach, so no. Yeah. He not help Staley's him. only been there since 2021, yep. but... I mean, cost them the playoff trip in 2021 with that horrible timeout against the Raiders when whoever was coaching for the Raiders might have been no nah, it wasn't Gruden that was after he got fired and then last whoever year, was coaching for the Raiders was prepared to just take the tie a bow on that game and um, and, and both go to the playoffs and then Brandon Staley was like nah we're gonna we're gonna win this game and he was like all right watch this and cost them with a selfish timeout cost them a trip to the postseason. And then last year, they make a wild card spot. Last year was the biggest playoff choke we've seen since the Falcons. Against the Jags. What was it, 27-0? 24-0, I believe. I believe. And then, yeah, lost to the Jags. That was a complete coaching meltdown. Um, yeah, I think it would be time to move on from them. It was 27-7 to at halftime. Yeah, just uh, that can't happen. Um, I mean, it would be his... I mean, it would only be his third full season, so it might, maybe not yet. I think it's time, and I can't. I I I like Herbert. I like Eckler. I like I like that team. I like the players they got on that team. Because they're not. It's a team I would like to root for. Uh, I can't with Brandon Staley because he's just that bad. Um, Other than that, I don't think there was anything that we missed as far as NFL goes, and as far as like big stories. Uh, The Cowboys literally murdering the Giants. Oh, we already touched on that early. Yeah. Um. I think that that about does it for us today. Let's see. Um, Anthony Richardson looked good. AR, yeah, uh, we'll go rookie quarterbacks really quickly. CJ Stroud played okay. Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young showed promise. Uh, Bryce Young will be with the Panthers for a long time. Made a uh, I was glad we beat him. I was glad he threw the two interceptions. But the two interceptions were just, you know, having to learn to work were, through your progressions a little bit better. They were less horrible throws. And, and more just like. More good Good play on the ball by by Jesse Bates. Um, and then you know, I mean, he strung together a few good drives. He had 150, 160 passing yards. He, I mean, it was it was 10-10 in the third quarter. He looked good. He's going to be there for a long time. Uh, C.J. Stroud. Okay. Mm, they let him throw don't the ball yet. a little bit. He threw the ball like forty five times. Um, Ar looked good though. Ar looked looked good for what you could expect out of a starting quarterback rookie with the Colts. With no running first, back. And his first start against a playoff team. With no running back. So, he looks solid. Um, you guys got anything to add? Kenny Pickett's still going to hit 3,500 yards. Yeah, them garbage time yards are going to eat at Lance's pockets. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping he's got some duds. But with Matt Canada running that offense, he's bound to. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair. Um, Jack, anything? Vikings hopefully taking down the Eagles this week. Probably. Probably not. Probably not, but we'll see. Lance? Um, dogs going for six sacks against South Carolina this week also. I like that. LSU is going to go into Mississippi State. We're going to win. We're going to win by two touchdowns. I like that. I could see like a 
like a 38 to 24 win. Um, all right, my what do I want to add here at the end? Um, Falcons will have the best defense they've had since the Super Bowl this year. I believe you said ah, that's <laughs> it's behind closed doors, and that's more of a that's more of a wish than a than an actual his his hot take of the season. You know what? I'll just throw it out there because it's I'm I'm a fan. All right, I'm a die I'm a diehard Falcons fan. All right, I'm I'm an Atlanta an Atlanta native. I love the Falcons. I love the Braves. I love the Hawks. Unfortunately, it's better if you say it than I do. My hot take was that the Falcons could finish the season with a top ten defense. Very outlandish, but I'm a fan. I can throw that out there. Jesse Bates for DPOY. Um, as always, we are out every Thursday at around is it nine, Joe, or ten? Nine thirty. Nine thirty. We're out every morning and every Thursday morning at nine thirty. Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Check out the podcast. Give us a follow on Apple. Follow on Spotify. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Leave a comment. Let the boys know you like the pod. Um, leave a review on Apple. We would appreciate it. And uh, check us out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that nice jazz. And we will see you next week. Peace.